I V M. All right, hello, 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 guys! Welcome back to another episode of IVM Likes. Joining me today on this episode are, of course, Amit Doshi. Hey, Amit. Hey, how's it going, dude? All great. And the habit coach himself, Ashton Doctor. Ashton, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, this is great, man! This is going to be an excellent episode. Uh, have you uh, done uh, an episode of this before, IVM Likes before, Ashton? No, I don't think I've been on IVM Likes before. Ah, okay, all right. So this will be fun. This is always a fun show. I think this is okay. our first podcast together, huh, Amit? Is it really? Yeah, like in two years, our first podcast. That's crazy. Oh wow, that's kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, like considering the number of episodes both of us do, that is kind of <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that is fascinating. Yeah. I did not realize this was the first time that you guys were uh, meeting on a podcast yeah. uh, together. This is very cool. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, and Ashton, uh, maybe uh, he's not aware of how this podcast works. Basically, how it works is uh, the first half of the episode, we talk about something, we recommend something. All three of us will be recommending something within pop culture. It can be a movie or a TV show, anything that we've checked out recently. The item itself does not have to be recent, but we have to have checked it out recently. And in the second half, we'll be talking about a topic which is more pop culturally relevant. On this episode, we'll be talking about inspirational movies because we have Ashton on, uh, who is the habit coach. We thought, what better topic to discuss with Ashton Doctor than inspirational and motivational feel-good movies? So wait for that in the second half. Super. Uh, so starting off the first half with the recommendation round, uh, Ashton, would you like to start us off with? Sure. So um, a show that I saw recently was Bad Boy Billionaires on Netflix. <laughs> Oh my god, it was a crazy show. Like, I don't normally binge watch at all. Like, I'm very, very measured in my watching. But that show, I just saw all three episodes, one after another, and one day it was done. And it was crazy because, you know, um, it just highlighted a human uh, interaction. Like, you know, like, where does greed start? Where does ambition end? You know, it was such an interesting approach to it. So who uh, who are the who are the billionaires? We've all heard about the Vijay Malia as one Vijay of them, Malia. right? Who are the other two? Who are Nira the other Modi, Modi yeah, yeah, Nira Modi and Subrata Roy. Ah, okay, mm. all right. Sahara Shri. Yeah, but this but is only this is only an Indian centric uh, show, is it? Yeah, that's I, I, the thing about it, right? Because it's so well produced, one, and it's all about people that we've seen in the news. Because, like, you know, they're all Indian bad boy billionaires in that sense. <laughs> so it was like very hard hitting and close to home. And uh, it was so interesting that many aspects of their life was actually very inspirational. And then you had this complete cheating aspect as well that was part of it. (laughs) So that's interesting. You know, I mean, like one of my, this has always been that there's a difference. Uh, So, I mean, like, you know, I've always felt this and maybe you can kind of, since you've seen the documentary, can maybe talk a little bit about Mm. this, right? I've always felt there was a difference between Vijay Malia and Nirav Modi. Yeah. Right. In the sense that Nirav Modi was out and out committing fraud. Right. Mm. He was going to banks and getting false papers made. And like, you know, there's like there's no getting around the fact that that is just straight up fraud. Right. And I always thought that the difference between Vijay Malia was that, yeah, you know, I mean, like flamboyant lifestyle and all that aside. Right. Mm. But it was more of a business gone bad. Yes. Than a fraud being committed on people who he was working with. Do you think that that is a accurate reflection based on what you saw in the documentary or am I completely wrong in my perception? No, no, very accurate. And you know, the thing with Vijay Malia was you could see a dream Hmm. suddenly start fading away through the documentary. And that was the beauty of it. You know, he had a dream about changing the way Indians air traveled or changing the way people thought about India. And then it turned from that to getting into onto a bigger horse, a bigger horse, a bigger horse till he couldn't ride it anymore. And you could right. see that crumbling in front of his eyes. And then it was a perfect storm because he made a couple of bad decisions 
which caught him more stressed, it made more bad decisions. Correct. And it, then it was that downward spiral that just started for him, unfortunately. Right, right, right. No, that, so that, that that's good to hear that at least I've not been like, you know, spouting bullshit for the last few years. <laughs> no, because I, I, I've always really felt that, right? That I mean, like uh, the, the criminalization of the business class is something that's bothered me. Yes. But at the same time, businessmen who are criminals should be punished as much as possible. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but although I, I always had this question mm. that once these guys are caught and mm. they have escaped, say, the country, mm. why do they still give like news interviews? Because you know you're going to be looking back after that <laughs> there's no there's no saving you why yeah. would you st- there, there are because two kinds of people in- there's the people yeah. who've committed the fraud and know about it like Niram Modi went yeah. into hiding correct exactly yeah. Vijay Malia say, keeps saying that he didn't do anything wrong so he is exactly. like trying to still you know come out of that clear his name so there's a very different approach to these two and, I, and what I loved about it was everybody where did they run after this London all of them are found in London <laughs> that was the funniest <laughs> part <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. Uh, you gotta go somewhere. Well, that's the that's the dream now. I want to oh. make it to uh, London someday. That means I have to defraud some people, become a billionaire, and then run off to London. Bankruptcy or London? Settle there. <laughs> yeah, bankruptcy or London. Exactly it. Like also, that's uh, Bad Boy Billionaires on Netflix. Uh, please check that out. Uh, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Uh, Amit, what about you? Yeah, so I'm going to recommend a podcast, a non-IVM podcast, an international podcast from one of. Uh, so I've always been kind of a fan of this actor, uh, Rob Lowe. Uh, yeah, so Rob Lowe, uh, I, I mean, like, you know, uh, I grew up at a time when he was super popular, super famous, right? I mean, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was in The Outsiders, which was a huge movie by Francis Ford Coppola, which had pretty much all of, like, you know, the 80s and 90s actors who got popular were all in that. Uh, but uh, besides that, you know, I mean, like, St. Elmo's Fire was a big deal. Uh, there, there are a bunch of movies like that. Uh, and you're also a huge Parks and Rec fan. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, like even before that, The West Wing, right? I mean, like when he West moved Wing, to television right. in 99. So uh, one of the things that I heard on this uh, on, on his podcast just yesterday, which is what kind of made me think that, you know, this might be worth recommending. He's been on television every year since 1999. He has not taken a break. For the last 20 years, he's been on TV every year. Wow. Uh, which is kind of insane, right? I mean, like that—that—that—that's oh. that, that, like uh, yeah. kind of nuts in that sense. But his podcast is really interesting because this is one of the most popular guys in Hollywood in the 1980s, which was a decade of debauchery in Hollywood, if mm-hmm. you will. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he got sober in 1990, and since then he's been working nonstop as a very popular actor. He's connected, right? I mean, like, he knows everybody, right? So I'm just going to read out his guest list, right, that he's had so far. Uh, So it's not a very old part. The podcast just started a few months ago. Chris Pratt, Magic Johnson, Conan O'Brien, Keegan-Michael Key, Gwyneth Paltrow, Mike Myers, David Spade, Demi Moore, Dana Carvey, Nick Offerman, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, Nikki Glaser, Alec Baldwin, Michael Strahan, Martin Short, and Tiffany Haddish. These are the guests he's had. And the stories he's pulling out of them, right, are like stories you've never heard wow. before. Uh, he's talking to Magic Johnson, like, you know, about like all the stuff that they did in the 80s when they were both like, you know, the two most popular people in Hollywood. He's talking to Nick Offerman about like, you know, their time on wow. Parks and Recreation. He's talking to Alec Baldwin about the time that he was visiting his to-be wife on the set of Glen Gary, Glen Ross. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, these are stories wow. which, yeah, I mean, like, you're not getting these anywhere else, right? It's kind of really unique in that sense. Uh, they're, they're, 
I mean, like, you know, talking to Demi Moore, he, him and Demi Moore were in, like, two iconic 80 movies, uh, 80s movies together, right? Uh, St. Elmo's Fire and uh, Absolutely Perfect. I mean, like, they were they were both in that. And, uh, again, what an interesting conversation to have because you're not who, – who else can have these conversations if you think about it, right? It was uh, – it, it's, it's really – it's one of the most interesting things. I wish that we would see a Hindi actor of some nature, an Indian actor of some nature have these, but then nobody's going to yeah. be open talking to them about this kind of stuff, right? I mean, like to the degree that a lot of the actors are over here. So highly yeah. recommended. It's called Literally. Obviously, the reference is to Parks and Recreation's uh, yeah. character. But uh, it, it's yeah. called Literally with Rob Lowe. And uh, it's been, uh, it, I, I've listened to, I think, out of the 12, 13 episodes, I've heard about eight or nine of them so far. And it's really fun. So this has become kind of a, kind of a norm during this. Did, did this podcast start during this lockdown, by the way? It did. During the quarantine? Yeah. Yep. So it, it this has become kind, of a, become kind of a norm where uh, actors from uh, TV shows, which did from discontinued TV shows, uh, or like TV shows which have ended, have started their own podcasts with... Uh, taking uh, and the title like the name of the podcast will be inspired from that tv show so there's something from the uh, office as well right the office ladies or something yeah like the that. office ladies correct yeah. that's one then there is the from the community also called uh the 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 uh, the worst time you know what uh the uh, there's a timeline thing Okay. Uh, finding the, the, can, can I the just tag. say that in, yeah. my, in my opinion, and I know that people might not like this, but in my opinion, community is the single most overrated comedy thing in the last 20 years. Oh man, don't say that. Yeah. I, I think that the first three seasons of community are some of the best television. And then after that, because some of the cast, the original cast leaves fourth, yeah. five, fifth, and sixth season onwards, then becomes a little bit. Uh, I, yeah, like I, it it was no, so I enjoyed it. I watched it. I enjoyed it. You're right. I watched about two, three seasons of it. I watched it. I enjoyed yeah. it. But this cultish yeah. following for the community, it doesn't deserve it. It's a fun, nice little show, but I don't think that it's that great. And I know that people are not going to be happy about that. So when do you think something becomes a cult following? That's fair. Uh, so interesting question, right? But I think that uh, when when it uh, gets to the point where people will watch the seasons over and over again on some online kind of system, right? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, so, you know, what? there's a really yeah. interesting, uh, uh, there, there's a really interesting kind of uh, thought experiment about Friends, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why Friends became as popular as it has or why it's persisted so much in mm-hmm. the popular imagination mm-hmm. is because its rise coincided with the rise of DVDs, oh. right? And so now what happens oh. is that watching on television is fine, mm. but watching on television, you're going to watch one episode a day. But the idea of the ability to binge Bing. friends for like, you know, episodes at a time yeah. that happened because people had the ability to watch that stuff on DVDs. Oh, fascinating. And I think that uh, Netflix and those kinds of systems have only exacerbated that in the case of shows like the office parks yeah. and recreation, which have yep. also become these cultish kind of things. Great. Right. Yep. The community, maybe, uh, sorry, community, maybe, community. I don't think it's even available anywhere. Is it online in India? It, it is. Uh, I'm forgetting where, but it is definitely okay, available. It's available on Prime Video or on Netflix. All right, yeah. Okay. And the the podcast is called the Darkest Timeline. Rishikesh, our producer, just reminded us ah, in okay. chat. Ah, nice. uh, yeah. the, the Darkest Timeline, and uh, it's from one of the, the finest episodes of Community. Check out that episode if you're interested. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, Amit's uh, recommendation, which was uh, the Literally. Literally by Rob Lowe with Rob Lowe. Uh, and you can find it anywhere you get podcasts, obviously. Uh, I, my recommendation, I would recommend a docu-series which just started. Uh, it just finished its first episode last week. It's called The Comedy Store, uh, which basically talks about... So The Comedy Store is like the mecca of comedy. It's like where stand-up, basically where stand-up started, where it is the home of some of the greatest stand-up comedians in history. 
like this is the home club for people like George Carlin, like Richard Pryor, like Freddie Prince, some of the finest comedians who have ever lived. Uh, Chappelle, when he moved to LA, his home base was Comedy Store, but now he's in Ohio. Uh, Chris Rock, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, all these guys, Comedy Store is the place to be. And uh, so it started back, the, the comedy store started back in 1972 with a person called, uh, with two people, Sammy Shore and his wife, Mitzi Shore. Okay. And Mitzi Shore was the person who was actually handling all the day-to-day functioning of the of the comedy store. And this was the first place where you could go and watch a purely comedy show. Because everywhere else before that, you could only watch variety shows where the people, there'll be musical acts and there'll be like uh, ventriloquists and then there'll be a comedian in the middle and then there'll be, you'll go back to, it's a variety show basically. But this uh, changed the game altogether where people understood, oh, you can have comedian after comedian after comedian after comedian and people will pay to watch that. So that'll be, that's, that's awesome. Uh, so Mitzi Shore started, basically she was handling the day-to-day operations of this, the comedy store. And uh, uh, what she did was, uh, she was like very, she, she loved stand-up. She loved comedy. She loved comedians and comedians loved her. So she, uh, when she and Sammy Shore, her husband, were getting divorced in the, uh, like in the separation agreement in the divorce, she was like, okay, I don't want anything else from you. Just give me the comedy store. Take everything else. Sammy Shore was like, yeah, okay, fine. Whatever you want, dude. The ridiculous. I don't care. This, this building is probably not going anywhere. This is like, like a tiny thing right now in the like seventies. Uh, and then she, she takes, she takes it over and it becomes like the next, literally the next mecca of uh, of for comedy because around the same time what happened was the tonight show with johnny carson back in the day in 70s the tonight show with johnny carson shifted from new york to la which made all the comedians shift from new york and other cities to la and then they they go found like the comedy store as the place where to operate from and uh, so this talks about the entire history of the comedy store back from the 70s uh, till present day, it'll go on till it's a five-part comedy uh, docu docu series, and one episode has been out yet. Uh, the second episode should actually be out on the tenth of September. So by the time you guys are watching this, it'll already have been out. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Make it made by a comedian who's no longer doing comedy himself. He makes uh, movies and stuff, but he was doing comedy. Uh, he was doing stand-up back in the seventies and eighties, and his name is Mike Binder. Uh, he's like he's well known in comedy circles there, but even I hadn't heard of him before this documentary. So, but highly, highly entertaining. If you're interested in the history of stand-up, uh, please, please check this out. Yeah. Does it uh, talk about some of the controversial aspects of the comedy store? Uh, for sure, it'll. I'm sure it'll get to way more of them as well. But okay. right now, it talks about like uh, starts off because starting is Freddie Prince. Mm-hmm. Freddie Prince was the first pers- first comedian to get a spot on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and murdered. And uh, literally then Johnny Carson, so Johnny Carson was uh, called the king maker of stand-up. Basically, if he you went on his show and you liked, uh, he liked your set, he would call you onto the couch mm. and then your your career was set. Like the next day you would be like, you would have like multi-million dollar deals, you would have a TV show, you would have multiple movie deals if possible. So crazy. So Freddie Prince is the first community to do that. Apparently, as the story goes, this is, you can actually uh, look this up online as well. Okay, there's a video available where uh, Freddie Prince th- does his set, hilarious set, kills. Uh, Johnny Carson like, hey, Freddie. Freddie Prince, by the way, was 19 years old when he did that set. Okay, so uh, Johnny Carson is like, yeah, hey, Freddie, yeah, come on over. So he calls uh, Freddie Prince over to the couch. Freddie comes sit and uh, they do one segment, one entire segment they do with uh, Freddie. And they say, hey, we'll be back in the second segment. And they come back and Freddie's still there. That means they bumped their first guest for Freddie, okay, who's already there. They bumped their first guest. The second segment ends. They're like, hey, we'll be right back. Come back. Freddie is still there. So they bumped <laughs> their second guest as well. The entire episode just became like a Freddie Prince special. 
and next day freddy prince was the funniest uh, person known in america and this is again like a very like 70s or something this is just amazing to amazing to see so wow, just check crazy. this out you guys will really like this and, but if you're talking about like the the, the bad side of the comedy store they will talk about everything i'm sure yeah. it, you know the comedy store has like a in one of the signs outside there's like a, a signs outside the comedy store there's like bullet uh there's like a bullet shot hmm. so i'm sure they talk about that as well they talk about all yeah, the so, depression yeah there was that uh, yeah. so there was also uh, so jerry seinfeld was not a fan of the comedy store right mm. at all yeah, mm. yeah. he felt he that yeah. Uh, yeah so he felt that missy shore was problematic with him and uh, yeah. joe rogan got banned from the comedy store right yeah this is uh, carlos mencia they talk uh, about that yeah. they talk yeah, about that they do talk well. about yeah. that right yeah so i mean like so yeah. there are there have been issues there right uh, yeah. also a little interesting side note right missy shore mother of polly shore and polly shore Uh, yeah, comedian, also Sanjay Gupta. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I mean like not a very good stand-up yeah. comedian, but at least he did Encino Man, which which is not too bad. I guess though more of a Brandon Fraser movie, but still. So, yeah. so funny yeah. story that I heard recently about stand-up comedy. So oh. Jamie Fox, yeah. do you know how he got his name? Red no, Fox. So, Jamie Fox is not his real name, right? The actor. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. So he was trying to break into the comedy circuit, and um, every time he would go for these open mics, there would be like twenty-five people in front of him. but there would be three girls on that list and always the three girls would go up first so he changed his name and wrote Jamie Fox hoping that they would think he was a girl so they said hey can Jamie Fox please come up here and is she around and he goes um he all right and goes up and that's how he started using that as a stage name to get on the stage right That's have you guys nice. seen any of Jamie Fox's stand up by the way just I have, I see, I have seen him yeah. doing a lot of music yeah, he's stuff hilarious. Like, he's yeah. Little, yeah exactly he used to do a lot of music and comedy together No, uh, he was really uh, he was a uh, cast member of In Living Color, wasn't he? He was, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah, a cast yeah, member. Yeah, I, mean, like, I remember yeah. him from back then. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Wow, very cool. So talented. Uh, he has this. Uh, just a quick, quick side note. There is like this. Uh, he hosted the SPs, which is the ESPN Awards, the okay. Sports Awards, one year, and uh, just hilarious. Uh, check that out. Just uh, I won't, I won't spoil it. Just check that. Uh, check that out. Yeah, What's that's for it. So that's it. That's uh, the end of the first half of the show. I recommended Comedy Store, uh, uh, which is on Showtime. You can. Uh, the thing is i watched it through through dubious means because uh, it's available only on showtime and showtime is not available in india and uh, so just check it out as you can guys and uh, ashton recommended find it where you can hmm. ashton recommended please ashton can you repeat your recommendation please bad boy billionaire yep, it's on netflix yes and uh, amit i recommended the podcast literally by rob lo yeah you can find it anywhere you get podcasts thank you guys see you guys on the second half super All right, welcome back, guys. Now this is the main half that we are all here to see, here to listen to. Uh, we're talking about inspirational movies today. Inspirational movies can be anything. Uh, again, everything is in play. Uh, it can be Hindi movies, English movies. It can also be podcasts. Actually, it doesn't have to be inspirational movies. It can be inspirational content. But as far as possible, let's try and stick to movies because that's a slightly narrower uh, field of view. Uh, so yes, sure. Uh, uh, so can I go first. I, Okay, sure. Uh, how are we doing this? You want, want to talk about two movies? Two of your favorite? So, uh, uh, I, uh, I, okay. So this is what I did, right? So I was thinking about inspirational movies, inspirational movies, inspirational movies. I was coming yeah. up with standard cliches. I came up with Shawshank Redemption, which was like Shawshank, Dude, Shawshank, Shawshank, Shawshank. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? Let's think a little bit beyond that, right? And then I started thinking about yeah. like some other stuff, and I was like, you know, what are the inspirational feel-good movies I thought of? And you know what I decided? I thought I'm going to recommend a genre instead of recommending a movie because I got like. Ten oh. of them listed over here. Nice. They're all sports nice. movies. 
sports movies yep. Yep. typically Ar- have the formula Ar- for correct. that inspirational kind Absolutely. of like you know bring you uh, make you feel good make you feel like you know somebody's overcoming a challenge uh, like uh, and, and it doesn't matter whether what, what language they're in right i mean like correct. where they're made right so uh, lagan yeah. or dangle same thing right i mean correct, like correct. chakte you feel that or and, you look at yeah. movies uh, hollywood movies like the blind side major league invictus victory yeah. i'm just yeah. reading a list now right yeah. and i came up with this yeah. list in literally 15 minutes in the morning today right mm. invictus yeah. uh, victory uh, escape to victory the sylvester stallone movie where they escape from the nazis moneyball rocky, rocky. million dollar arm yeah. Uh, Invincible, yeah. White Men Can't Jump, Rudy, The Karate Kid, oh, great movie. Tin Cup, A League of Their Own. You know, I mean, like these are just movies that yeah. I was just thinking about, like just randomly, and all of them just showed up, right? Yeah. But I think that the yeah. the genre, right? Like, how does somebody who has, and again, there are a couple of sub. There, there, there are two types of protagonists in this, right? So, protagonist type number yeah. one is the athlete. Protagonist type number two is the trainer slash coach, mm. right? Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, the always. the athlete is somebody who is overcoming the challenge. you're coming from some sort of a background which is not generally expected to be successful in sports the protagonist right. uh, sorry if the if the coach or trainer is the protagonist then that is somebody who was who is trying to reclaim his glory days typically right and so he uh, he is trying to kind of like you know impart his knowledge and his wisdom of the past and, and so but i, I but I, what i just found is that you know if you feel if you're feeling down if you're feeling annoyed if you're feeling like pissed off at the world right a good sports movie will do a lot to put you in a good mood yeah we have seen a movie called vr marshall uh, starring matthew mcconaughey uh, sorry we are vr marshall uh, starring matthew mcconaughey he's plays the, the trainer which basically it the movie uh, shows american football but uh-huh. follows the story of manchester united of how their uh, you know how their players had like crashed famously had like died in a plane crash mm-hmm. half their team had gone huh. uh, uh, so yeah the, the basically yeah, this movie is pretty great vr marshall vr marshall uh, interesting Yeah so exactly so what i'm saying is the sport also what is interesting about these movies is the sport usually does not matter uh, it's just the inspirational go, feel good uh, uh, vibes of cool uh, running movie about jamaican yeah. bobsledding team yeah You know, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. The sport doesn't matter. It is yeah. more about uh, even if you look at it like a stupid ass movie like dodgeball follows the conventions of a sports sports mm-hmm. movie. Right, so I mean, it just—it doesn't matter what that Dodge is. Dodgeball. I was just thinking that. Oh God, yeah, yeah. so great, dude. I love it. Uh, well, I've well, seen well, a movie called. I've seen basketball. Basketball, exactly. That's <laughs> yes, what I was just boys. thinking of. Oh, the our our South Park folks, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's that's um, yeah. That's so, so but fun. it doesn't matter, right? It's it, 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 the sports movie. It does. Uh, so even if you lose, right? If you think about it, Rocky, Rocky lost. Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, at the end of Tin Cup, Kevin Costner lost. You know, it doesn't matter yep. if you doesn't win matter. or you. At the end of Moneyball, Brad Team Spit lost. Yeah. Right. So yep. win or lose doesn't matter. The way the movie is constructed, at the end of it, you feel good. Hmm. Correct. Very true. That's great. So a whole genre of sports movies. Yes. You know yeah, what? Though and, I can think of one sports movie which wouldn't come under. Cheated like a. Yeah, yeah, yes. They were all like sports <laughs> recommendations. Now, but then did, uh, we we can dive more into them, right? But yeah. I, I I know I cheated, but I I cheated because I just felt like you know they like I I I I don't want to recommend Shawshank Redemption, right? I don't no. want to recommend that. I was just like, oh man, I mean like you know, or the Green Mile or something like that. You know, I I, I just felt yeah. like you know we should look at something a little. उट वन रेसर यस्टे वेन यू वॉज टॉकिंग अबाउट 
why what he misses about formula 1 and he is saying that there is nothing in life that gives you such an immediate high correct like sport gives you such an immediate high business will never give you that immediate high it's a Because gradual build up so this is it's a gradual build up and it's not as black and white in yes. sports you win or you lose win or lose right so i mean yeah. like it's a very right. black and white thing so yeah absolutely absolutely it's actually uh, quite similar to stand up uh and just going back to stand up mm-hmm. because stand up the high is this immediate because if if you're getting a laugh that's the high if you're not well you suck no. <laughs> uh anyway uh that's great man that the whole genre of sports movies uh that's very cool uh ashton just a couple of you your intake or input on this so i had two interesting ones but they're not movies i suddenly realized them they're, they're more docus but um, what was interesting is that there's a new one called um, the a coach's rules for life okay i've And heard of okay. that it is again a fantastic series on netflix so it is the best coaches in the world talking about mm-hmm. their rules for you know living and how they worked with their athletes so wow. how do you coach serena williams right you can't tell her hold the racket a little like this right like what are you playing with you're only playing with her mind so how do you get into her mind how do you allow her to change and you know those aspects of coaching which we never listen or 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 actually you know hear anywhere because you know when you think about an athlete they are so high strung because right. nobody is harder on themselves than the athlete right and then there are athletes that have talent and who deliberately throw away a game because they don't want to feel that they've lost that talent to somebody who's far worse than them so you know how does a coach train somebody like that and it's a fantastic approach to understanding life when should you risk when should you not when should you lie when should you not correct yeah. and uh, the, like a few interesting rules a 24 hour celebration or a 24 hour sulking rule whether you win or lose you have 24 hours to either celebrate that or sulk the crap out of it but then after those 24 hours you get back onto your routine right you know like so yeah. such inspirational stuff coming from just that one documentary So I think that is a fantastic one for people to watch if they generally want inspiration or want to think about their lives a little bit. Another interesting one is um this documentary on Dr. Dre and the Beats headphones. Oh, I love that documentary. It's so crazy. It's called The Defiant Ones. I know. I right. I think I did I recommend that on Trish on this a couple of weeks ago? Um I don't remember. No, okay. No, no, we're here. Uh, no, I didn't recommend it here. I, I remember talking about this somewhere. That we were talking about like all the stuff that we watched in the pandemic. It might not have been here. Maybe it was on Cyrus or something like that. Yeah. But I, I remember talking about the Defiant Ones. God, I love that documentary, man. What a man. brilliant show! And uh, and you know, so many um, shows about you know rap or hip hop are all underdog stories, right? Yeah. So you are gunning for him. You're hoping for him. And what turns out is. um like we talk about inspiration right the never give up kind of attitude and yeah. the amount of self worth that you have to create for yourself especially in the hip hop world right i am right you can't right. take this away from me i deserve this you know having that as a mindset really pushes you so you have sports and then now you have music as well which becomes a fantastic approach to inspiration Yeah no I I I I I I think I'd agree with that right because I was actually thinking about that a little bit too because uh, this pandemic for me has been a time of exploring a lot of different musical content which I generally don't spend that much time doing right mm-hmm. so I saw the uh, I saw the defiant ones which I thought was amazing I saw there's another Netflix show called uh, 
Uh, I can't remember what it's called exactly right now, but it's about the uh, it's about the uh, Biggie versus Tupac uh, entire oh, thing yeah. and the invest- investigation into their murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Then I saw jazz uh, document. It's a twelve part documentary about the history of jazz music. Uh, I saw Hamilton, which I loved, which led me down into a whole different kind of uh, uh, you know musical Capital. kind of this. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I mean, like, but music is again, like, you know, watching stuff about music does make you feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it may, like I, since yesterday I've been watching, like, uh, I, I've probably been listening or watching to like a hundred different Van Halen videos, concerts, live performances, all that kind of stuff. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, oh, Eddie wow. Van Halen passed right a few yeah. weeks, uh, a few mm-hmm. days ago. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, we've just been watching a bunch of that kind of stuff. Music is inspirational. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because, you know, we've chosen two genres where talent shows, right? Mm. And then you immediately say talent plus that's something else. Mm. And it's not just pure talent that we are uh, we're looking at because talent, then you'd be like, yes, anyone with talent can do this. But it's that plus something else that we can't necessarily put our finger on that all of us are actually, um, you, you know, talking about or what appeals to us. Yeah, absolutely yeah. true. I buy that for sure. I would like to quickly run down some Indian movies as well, mm-hmm. uh, if you guys don't mind. Sure. I mean, I, I'll get to my recommendation in just a couple of minutes. Before that, like, uh, Swades uh, is a very mm-hmm. cool... Have you guys seen the movie Swades? Yeah, of course. Swades. Swades. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, correct. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2004 movie starring Shah Rukh Khan. He comes to India. Uh, he's a NASA scientist who comes, says to come to India and uh, basically stay back for the betterment of his village. Mm-hmm. Uh, very inspiring. Another one, Three Idiots, obviously. Uh, is uh, quite the inspirational. It re- really makes you rethink the education system and uh, talks about self-worth, talks about uh, not chasing success but chasing excellence or basically knowing, uh, being good at your own field, in your own field, mm-hmm. uh, which is again a great thing to aspire to. Tare Zameen Par mm. is uh, very inspirational. Again, right. uh, talks about, again, rethinking the education system and all that. Uh, so I, I noticed that a lot of these have uh, Shah Rukh Khan in them. Oh, sorry, uh, Amir Khan in them. Amir Khan, yes. uh, Lagan, again, is, yeah. uh, as Amit already said. So yeah, I guess uh, Amir Khan is doing a lot of these uh, inspirational movies in India. Dangal also has Amir uh, Khan. He's got the, okay. he's, he's got the inspirational piece now. Yeah, yeah correct. That's so true. That's... Uh, Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's 1857, the, uh, the Sepoy Mutiny movie, right? Uh, where he played Mangal Pandey. Or the name is sorry. The movie was yep. called Mangal Pandey. Mangal Pandey. Mm. The yeah. Rising, yeah. So yeah. again, uh, again fairly inspirational yep. film. Mm. Yep. Border oh. is a huge, yeah. uh, I would say, an inspirational kind of movie. Mm. Especially okay. if you are, uh, if you want to get into the army, I guess. It's a great recruitment <laughs> video as well. And you run with uh, the mind towards but, a tank. Uh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sunil Shetty, you know, yeah. that was, yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> that was so funny. Mm. Oh, man. Were you, were you, just a quick, uh, were you guys ever like fans of Sunil Shetty and Akshay Kumar together? They were all, in all these movies together. Uh, so I like some uh, of them, right? I what guess was the totally movie yeah. that, uh, there was a movie with Sunil Shetty, Uchis Akshay Bari Kumar. No, not that one. So Mora, yeah. But uh, there, there was one movie, Mora, yeah. uh, there was one specific movie I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I, for some reason, remember liking it quite a bit. Uh, it had Sunil Shetty, Akshay Kumar, Ravina Tandon, and Sonali Bendre in it. And I can't remember the name of the movie right now. Was it about this golden, tiny golden this gem? I, I think it something. was something like that. No? Yeah? Yeah. yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, God, I can't remember the name. I, I can't remember I'll the name it. of the movie, but I, I do yeah, remember yeah. liking that. And then, of course, Hera Ferry. I mean, like, you know, everybody Hera likes Ferry, Hera Ferry. of course. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, no, yeah. everyone likes Hera Ferry. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I, I always thought that Sunil Shetty never got credit for picking good stories. 
even his shitty movies had good stories right they might not have been well made movies but he always uh, you know there was always a sense of uh, a lot of bollywood movies especially from the 90s early 2000s they got lost in their own selves right they didn't mm. care about moving the narrative forward of the show that you were watching uh, or, or sorry, yeah. the movie that you're watching and sunil shetty movies always used to kind of like okay you know what there's something happening here uh yeah. even and some of these movies were bad like not good at all right <laughs> but but yeah. uh yeah. the thing is that uh, I, I, one thing that i could see from his movies was that you know that they were always moving the narrative forward mm-hmm. man in all fairness even uh, if i see the movie gopi kishan on tv even today i'll watch it i love that movie that's the uh, the ramesh one the 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 exactly. one dumb one yeah that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly i love that and what's interesting is in this movie uh, you know normally what happens in like double role movies sorry i'm i know i'm just like a total different tangent uh what happens in double role movies is one guy will be like the good guy one guy will be the bad guy in the sense uh, one guy will be like the police officer the other guy is like a criminal mm-hmm. in this one both of them are police officers but one of them is a havaldar and one of them is an inspector okay. <laughs> that's the big that's the big difference <laughs> well that's an inspirational right. movie by itself that <laughs> yeah that's this pressure movie there oh, you go wow. well done mm. habit coach mm. very well done uh okay so my, going down to my recommendation i would like to recommend uh, the habit coach podcast which i'm a producer of <laughs> uh with as the doctor it is uh, it has more than 300 episodes now which is crazy <laughs> to even say uh so please check that out firstly uh and uh, coming back to my like the most inspirational thing that i've seen in recent times uh about uh, two years back I watched this documentary again this is stand up related so mm. sorry guys mm. but uh, there's a there's a documentary called Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling okay have either of you heard of this mm-hmm. i've no. heard of it i've not seen it okay so gary shandling mm-hmm. was uh, again one of the most influential comedians uh, who has ever lived he passed away in uh, i think 2014 or 2015 uh, one of them he passed away uh, just not that long back a uh, very influential comedian uh, he had two very successful tv shows uh, one in the 80s and one in the 90s not many actors have had successful tv shows in different decades uh, he was one of them uh, he had in the in the 80s he had the the gary shandling show which was a like a breakdown or like a parody of classic sitcoms mm-hmm. uh, in the sense like he would have like say he has like so there's like a set obviously right on 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 tv show uh, he would when walking from one part of the set to the other part of the set he would address that he is walking on from one part of the set to the other part of the set so it's like kind of breaking the fourth wall also mm. so like again i'm very ahead of his times and in the 90s he had the larry sanders show which was uh, like a parody of not i wouldn't say parody but like a commentary on uh, late night talk shows like the tonight show so he was basically like in, in, uh, on the larry sanders show his character gary shandling's character was playing the role of johnny carson of the tonight show that he was that was his character basically and he would like other have other guests on and the show was about uh larry sanders show was about just basically the jealousies that happen uh behind a late night talk show uh, uh i remember the tagline for the show uh, that gary shandling always used to uh, repeat was uh, it's a show about people who love each other but then showbiz gets in the way nice uh, which i just i just love that mm. line uh, that's this a great way to describe also, it i think where jeffrey tambor first became somewhat exactly popular. yeah yep yep very true he was the the, the talk show sidekick like yes, the yes. the and director role or what have you uh, so the zen diaries of gary shandling so mm-hmm. throughout his life uh, firstly gary shandling has been the uh, comedic mentor or the just like it's like life mentor of many already existing comedians today uh like he was uh, instrumental to Judd Apatow to Sarah Silverman to Sasha Baron Cohen to uh, all these amazing great talents who who basically uh, Gary Shandling nurtured 
or helped at some point in his career uh what gary shandling did throughout his life is he maintained these diaries uh, these weren't just diaries of his jokes of course he had like you like randomly write jokes like half written jokes full written jokes this joke ideas mm. uh all that is obviously in these but uh he basically okay so uh, gary shandling was a practitioner of buddhism his mm. entire life mm. he was a he, he was huge on buddhist teachings uh, following the eightfold path and what have you so he throughout his life maintained these diaries uh in which he would like to write just like very zen thoughts very like the smart makes you think kind of thoughts makes you even like analyze yourself just by reading those things i remember one of the things that he had written was that uh, there is no uh, there is no reason to be scared or nervous on stage so this is like him giving self affirmations to himself as well right so he was like there's no reason to be nervous or uh, nervous on stage because your one job on stage is to be gary shandling and you've already accomplished that nice so don't be nervous there's no reason to be nervous. so basically he's just saying just be yourself that's all you have to do people will gravitate towards you if you are yourself was his uh, thing oh, so that's the these hardest kind of thoughts, thing to do for most people exactly exactly but that was his struggle yeah, that was his always a struggle and he would like always i have these like uh, very some very existential questions about himself like uh, just like typical uh, things that all comedians i'm sure ask themselves like hey am i funny should i even be doing this yeah. even after putting in so much work he has been doing he had been even after doing it for like 20 20 years and killing on every appearance of the tonight show mm-hmm. and uh, killing on stage every time he goes on stage or every other time he goes on stage uh he was still be questioning these things about whether i he should be actually be doing this this is actually meant for him mm. uh so jard apatow uh was again uh was a mentee of gary shandling very close to him in real life and uh, after his passing uh, jard apatow got the possession of all these diaries of all these zen diaries of gary shandling and uh, he then made a documentary a two part documentary which is again a must watch it's an hbo documentary so already you know how great the quality of the documentary will be and uh, he made a documentary about following gary's life and then through these books through these diaries just all uh, he had like i don't know it's like dude at least like 20 30 the diaries which are just filled with like scribbles with like small small uh, notes everywhere and uh, jada apatow basically breaks them down he takes them through takes us through his through gary shandling's life how influential he had been and he has all these people talk about like jim carrey who was a very good friend with of uh, gary shandling's talks this there in the documentary sanfeld is there uh, some of the uh, some top comedians sasselman uh, kevin neelan uh, bob saget uh, amazing amazing story please check this out sanfeld is gary shandling it'll just really make you feel awesome make you feel good you'll be thinking more for like a week and it's something that might actually uh change your life and become make you more self analytical yourself as well uh so yeah very inspirational please check it out are they available on hotstar or something uh hbo or hbo stuff is so available so hbo stuff is yeah, generally so hotstar, on hotstar right? yeah it should be available on hotstar okay. i'm pretty sure fantastic yeah. so that's it guys that's uh, cool. that was a very super very, cool, very nice episode yes. thank you uh just uh, run down the things we talked about in the second half if you don't mind i talked about the zen zaidus gary shandling which mm-hmm. You should all check out uh, Ashton. A coach's rules for life and the defined ones. Yep. And um, where can people find these? Uh, Netflix. Both of them on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, mm-hmm. both of them on Netflix. And I and, cheated uh, badly and picked the genre of sports movies. And uh, <laughs> what I'll do is, uh, uh, what I can do is, I can send you the list of movies that I uh, that I had written down, and then if you want, you can kind of put them into the uh, results. I- Uh, before we end i actually there was another movie which i uh really, really wanted to talk about but then i ended up talking about zentai gary shandling uh, a good a movie which i love is good will hunting 
which That's i just i adore nice, yeah. i adore this movie so much uh, robert williams won uh, an uh, an oscar for best supporting actor for this mm. uh, written by matt damon and ben affleck it's a movie that again talks about uh, uh, basically the human spirit and uh, how this guy who doesn't want to be perceived as a genius even though he is a genius and his journey of uh, this realizing that he has a gift and this that kind of stuff oh, nice. yeah it's uh, a great movie yeah It's a great, a really good watch. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you uh, for an awesome episode. Uh, see you guys soon. See you. Thank you so much for uh, letting me be on the IBM Likes podcast. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. No, it was hey, fun to thanks, have man. you. We should definitely do uh, this again. Yeah, Ashton, where hmm. can we find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ashton Doc, and of course the Habit Coach podcast. So, guys, please go listen to it, and you can start from the first episode, or you can start from the recent ones and work your work your way yeah. backwards. You can listen yeah, start anywhere. from the first episode. Let them build the addiction, man. <laughs> Let them build yeah. the habit of the Habit Coach. Absolutely, man. Uh, so uh, Amit pointed this out. Mm-hmm. If you were to listen to one episode of Habit Coach a day, you could go an entire year now almost. Uh, listen to one episode a day. <laughs> I was actually uh, calculating cool. that how many total really cool downloads visit. would we have had, and how many minutes of that would have accumulated to how many lifetimes? We're just fascinating. Listen, like wow, doing really, the numbers. Yeah. That is an interesting uh, thing. Uh, you know what? I'll try and see if I can figure that out. Mm, yeah, super. Cool. And Amit, where can we find you online? Uh, I'm Doshi Amit on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. I, I'm mostly on okay, Twitter. I'm not. Uh, I mostly do Twitter stuff. I don't do other things, but yeah, I'm all over the place. Okay. Cool, and you can follow me at Antariksh T on Instagram and Antariksh Tech on uh, Twitter. And thank you guys so much. Thank you. See you guys next week. See thank you. you. Bye bye.